Thank you so much. Well, we're going to jump right on into the message. Everybody ready? Yeah. Oh, they are ready. I love it. Well, today's message is about making our lives count. I think we all want to make a difference, amen? All of us want our lives to count. But it seems so, so many times we make big plans for tomorrow, but take very few steps seeing the goal through for today. You know what I mean? We think, yeah, I'm going to do that tomorrow. How many diets have we started? I'm looking at me first. You know what I mean? I start good. I don't always finish big. You know what I feel? Usually I finish bigger. <laughs> That's the problem. That's the problem with that, man. Yeah, I'm telling you. And that was not in the notes. That's just looking in the mirror. But you know, I, I, I got to thinking this week, uh, Lord, there's so many people that you've put in my life that make a difference, that make things count. You know, a lot of times you're sitting here today and you say, well, you don't even know me. I'm just my first time here. How can I make a difference in your life? Because you're an answer to our prayer. Your answer to our prayers that some some folks would come today that are willing to hear the word, that they, they are excited about what God's doing. And if there's anybody here that doesn't know Jesus, that today is the day. You know, we're talking, we were kind of on the fence, Lord, do we, do we have church and things like that? We, we always want to have church. Let me just take it out. But we're also considered a safety for our church family, you know. And so we prayed about it. We're looking at things back and forth. And, and you know, just thought, you know what, maybe people just need to get out a little bit today, too. But we always want to come together. Um, we're going to exhaust every every possibility um, before we say we can't do it, you know. But we never want to put anybody in a bad spot. So times does a great point. Um, if you're kind of unsure, whatever, call us or check out the website, Facebook, whatever. So I just want to say that because we do want to make today count. Not not only the long haul. I want to make. A, I want to finish big. How many people want to leave a legacy and finish, finish well? Hey Amen. I think everybody sets up here. But you do that by preparing today. With the storm coming, and we'll talk about that. We, we didn't prepare today. We prepared, you know, Thursday, Friday, all those things. And life is the same way. So let's take a look at this and kind of put things in perspective. You got your Bibles with you today. Um, our scriptures from James 4, 14. Many of y'all know this, but sometimes it's just good to keep it on the forefront of our minds. It says, yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Man, don't you think your life would, would be more than that? You know? I, but when we look at the thing up against the backdrop of eternity, it's just a faith. It's just a small time. And you know, what gets me a lot of times when I'm preaching funerals or sharing my faith with folks, I don't think they realize that our life is just a faith. They think this thing is a big deal. This is all of it. Well, let me tell you, this, the steps we take here have a lot to do with where we end up with. Have you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? That's the biggest question. You know what? There's a lot of things that you'll do in your life that you consider big. And I'm not discounting those. Finding the right husband or, or wife. That's a big deal. Um, taking care of your kids. What type of career will you do? Where do we live? Do we buy this house? All that. But there is no greater decision that anyone will ever make in the world other than this. Have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? That's the message. That's the whole thing. Because you can have the nice house, and you can have the nice wife or husband, all that stuff. But when it's all said and done, we've got to stand before the Lord. And I, this is not in the notes, I can tell you that. We have to stand before the Lord and give account of our life. You know, when I share my faith with a lot of times with folks, and I said, you know, if you die today, what do you think? You know, you think you go to heaven or, or, or not? And most people that, that don't know um, say, well, well, I hope so. Man. Don't leave here on a hope so today, friends. Leave here on a no so. Know that Jesus Christ paid the price for your and mine sins in the world. In order to, to receive that, all we've got to do is trust him. We try to make it so hard. 
But I'm going to tell you what, making it count, it means making Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Amen. And then everything else that follows from there is just going to be an overflowing blessing. Amen. Now, with that being said, that doesn't mean because you give your life to the Lord that nothing ever goes wrong. Somebody say amen. amen. But I tell you what, it does mean this. You will never go through it alone. <laughs> I tell you what, I can tell you story after story, life after life that I touch. You know what? The difference between going through something uh, without Christ and going through something with Christ is all the difference in the world. Amen. So with that being said, let's keep on going here. I said, you know, I, I believe in planning. I, it's very necessary. Now, my wife probably doesn't agree that I'm saying that, but I do agree in planning. My planning just is not always in the same time frame as my wife. She's like real early planning. And I'm like, we got a minute. <laughs> we got we to got, even get up now, you know? And that's a good thing, man. We need to be uh, ahead of the game. Just like I said, you know, with the storm situation we're dealing with this weekend, we know that there's more to be coming, you know? So we just continue to be prepared. I said, but we don't start preparing for tomorrow. Tomorrow. We start preparing for tomorrow today, amen? We start preparing early. We start moving on it today. So, you know, when we, we look at these things, I said, we have to have an opportunity to make things count today. And I, I look at that scripture again, man, making it count. Yet, you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You know, how many people would guarantee they were going to wake up today? That's right. We don't know. You know? I don't know how many more sermons I'm going to get to preach. I don't know how many more times I'm going to get to hug my wife. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to make, take advantage of that today. Because this is the day that the Lord has made and we're going to rejoice in it. Everybody say amen. amen. All right. So we're going to start about talking about making it count. Everybody got their hand down? So ready to roll. Let's jump on it. All right. Making life count. I said one of the best ways to make to making our lives count is to realize this. Realize tomorrow is not promised. We're talking a lot about that, buddy. I thought this was going to be an uplifting message. It is. Because I want you to see how precious today is. If you see how precious today is, tomorrow will take care of itself. Amen. I want us to know how precious that is. I said, I meet many folks over the years that have had some life-changing experience. I find this common theme. They don't take life for granted anymore. I had a buddy of mine who got in a bad motorcycle wreck. And he came through that by the grace of God, and the Lord really worked in his life. And I remember months and months later when we would go out and do something, go out to eat. I remember this one particular time that we were hanging out and we were riding. And I said, Gary, what are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? He said, man, I'm just feeling the sun and the wind on my face. And we start talking about stuff. He said, so many things I had taken for granted, but I don't do that anymore, bro. Isn't that something? Just that little thing. Because he, when we're going down the road, and I'm like, are you over there? He was just taking a minute to just think, you know, Lord, I have taken so much for granted in my life. But when we have those times, and Lord, I pray that we don't have to go through some of those times, to come to the realization, man, Lord, look what you've given us today. You know, we come in here, we've got a beautiful church family and friends, and, and many of them are still out, and we lift those folks up. But you know what? We've got a place to come and worship. You know, we can we can freely talk about the Lord for the most part, but you know what? That doesn't really stop us. We're still going to talk about the Lord. But we're living in some crazy times, and we can't be sitting on the sideline. Something else I think is really important is this. You know, it just gives us a new perspective on the gift of life. It's a gift. I tell you what, when 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 Jesse was born, I was just like, how can nobody, how can anybody not believe it is God? You know. 
And I'm just like, this is amazing. This is something else. And man, I'm hollering and everything and everything else. And I remember these words. Then he said, don't let them take them. Don't let them go out of the room. All right, I got it. So new dad on the scene. Precious life, right? Ready, I got it. Looking at this. Everything's good. And the lady said, well, can you bring him down here? They know how to set up the new, new dads, you know what I mean? Can you just bring, let's just take him down here. I got it. She's like, one eye open, one eye open. Keep eye on Jesse. And I get up to where the nurse has to take Jesse, and I'm going, I can't do that. <laughs> She's like, you can do that? She's like, cry my fingers off. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Oh, he'll be all right. I said, I know, but I got to go back and talk to my wife. See, I knew I had to go back and answer. You know, first thing she said, where's he at? I said, the big nurse took him. <laughs> oh, man, I was stacking the deck. But that life is precious, man. Our life, every one of our life, are precious. So we treasure that, and we want to just wrap our arms around that. And so many times, I think we take life for granted. When I look back over the battle scars on my body, I go, what were you thinking? You know? No, the bicycle doesn't go that high and come down softly. You know, things like that. And you know, you look back and you go, what are you thinking? But when you're younger, you don't always think about that. You heal up a lot quicker, don't you? Man, everybody that's uh, 50 or more said amen. amen. That's right. I'll tell you what. But another thing we have to do to make things count is what? Procrastination is not an option. Anybody a procrastinator? I was going to walk down and pull your arm off, son. But you didn't. So yes. Yes, indeed. But he, he does do that. He manages to get under the wire, man. He does. But, you know, we like to put things off sometimes, don't we? Especially the hard stuff. Especially the uncomfortable stuff. Like the conversation you know you need to have with your, your coworker about Jesus. Or, or, or inviting your neighbor to church, right? Or one of those things. I'm just talking about that. Let alone, you know, some of the other stuff. Now, how hard is that? Let me ask you a question. This is just, you don't have to raise your hand. I just want you to think about it. Has everybody here Ask their neighbor to the left and to the right to come to church before. Just something to think about. If you haven't, we're here next Sunday, right? You know what I'm thinking about? Sometimes I think about that. I'm thinking, oh, you know, well, I kind of mentioned it. But, you know, some of these things make an account. Wouldn't that be easy enough to do? Hey, just want to let you know. Uh, better, better yet, we even got to eat and eat coming up. They can come to that. But you know what? We don't need an excuse. To bring somebody to Jesus. Amen. Here's the deal. Here's the fact. You don't need an excuse. Everybody needs Jesus. Remember what we talked about last week? You will never meet a person that does not need Jesus. Whether they believe it or not. You as a believer, no. So let's not put those things off. Let's not put off saying, I'm sorry. I forgive you. I love you. Amen. Changes all the difference in the world. Well, what else do we see? Let's take a look at this. To make it count, we need to keep our focus. Focus our faith, right? We need to focus our faith. Making life count has to come from our faith being focused on the giver of life. So I said, how are we making today count for the glory of God? How are we doing that? You know, are we, are we coming here and getting filled up and just for ourselves and then get back in the car and go home? Or do we take in what God's got us for the day and say, you know what, Lord, I want to be a difference maker. I want to make today count. I know that my life is just a vapor, so use my life in a mighty way. Y'all heard that saying many times, you know, what did you do with your dash? If you go to, to a gravesite, you see, you know, born 1965 to whatever. Way out there, I think, for me. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. We all think that, don't we? We all think that. Yeah, have you ever gone to a cemetery and you say, wow, that person wasn't here very long. Wow, that person was here a lot longer. 
while that person's still living, all that. How do you insert yourself in the story? What did you do with that dash? What did you do with the time that the Lord gave you the gift of life? You see some people that are here a very short time, and they have impacted thousands of people in a lot of different ways. I know I'm sitting here talking to folks and thinking, well, you know, I don't sing, I don't this, I don't preach, I don't that. You know what? You might be a great listener. You might be an amazing prayer warrior. You know, there is something that God has for you. Amen. He's got something selected for you to do that is amazing, just as, just as awesome as anything else. I think a lot of times we discount our gift way too much. Sometimes we feel like we don't even know if we got a gift. But the Bible tells us he gives all of us a gift, amen? When you have the Holy Spirit in your life, when you ask the Lord to come into your life, the Holy Spirit comes and lives in you, right? You know, we were talking last week, even when we don't know what to pray, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit moans and, and woos the right prayer to the Lord. We got the total package. Let's make it count. So look at this here. Sharing the message through your daily walk. I was talking to Kevin today. And, and man, I tell you, he, he's, a, he's a good brother of the Lord, as many of you, you are here too. But Kevin likes to hold my feet to the fire, and I need that. He said, you know what, I know you wrote that book over there, and we read it for volume two. Now, he's been telling me about six months. Now, now he's saying, we need to get this done. You see what I'm saying? And I appreciate that. He said, because you know what? I'm telling you, God's using that. And that's okay. I don't, I don't get it. I said, you know what? My brother's having a burden on his heart about this. He's told me about this. And we need to start listening to see how God wants us to move on on this because he's used that as a mighty tool in his ministry at work in different places. So we need to be listening. So God will talk to you through, through all types of different folks, different, different uh, uh, scriptures and things like that. The question is, are we going to be listening? Amen. I hope we are. And then what are we going to do with that? I thought I wrote this down and I said, God knows where you are every minute of the day. I said, the Lord has a purpose for you and your time here on earth. He has you on GPS, and I put it this way, God's plan situation for your life. He's got a plan for your life. But you say, yeah, I know, probably when I was younger, God had a plan for my life, but I took a lot of detours and everything else. Anybody take some detours? Did Joseph take some detours? Did David take some detours? Did Moses get lost in the desert? Did he still use them? Amen. I love reading through the Bible and seeing how God used everyday people to do extraordinary things. How did he do that? Because he worked through them. Just like he's going to work through you. Today. Today. There's always opportunities. So I said, you know, do you believe God has a special purpose for your life? Amen. Do y'all believe that? One of you. Two of you. Let's try that again. I probably caught y'all going, do you believe God has a purpose for your life? Absolutely. We do. So, we might not know exactly what that is, but I tell you what, the closer we walk with God, the more time we spend with God, the more that we will start to hear Him better and move on things. I can tell you this, how many times have you been in a situation, maybe at your work, maybe somewhere else, and you're thinking, how in the world is God going to use this? Yes, that would be my work most of the time. And then later on, you get on the other side and you go, wow, that's how God was working on See, a lot of times in the middle of that situation, you don't see it. You're thinking, stop it, turn it off, you know? Everybody's coming against me. Nobody wants to play nice. All these things fill in the blank. What in the world am I doing here? I must not have been listening to the Lord because surely I'm not in, in the will of God. Can God still work in that? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you look back at different things. One of the, one of the first yards, uh, first jobs I had was at the shipyard. And a lot of people really enjoyed the shipyard. And it's been a good job for many of my friends and family. For me, that was not the place for me. 
Don't take a hyper guy like me. Let him sniff paint fumes for eight hours and shove him in a hole. That's not good. That is not good, man. I have knots on my head and everything. I would get in these tanks. I did not understand what they mean by getting in a tank. Back then, I was much thinner. So they loved me. They said, oh, you can get in there. You would go into, if you can imagine, like, taking that off of as a hole there and crawling through that vent pipe and being working over there with Michael with the paintbrush and everything. And I'll never forget. I got in there, and I'm in there, and, and you don't realize what stress will do to your body sometimes. It will swell you up. Man, I look like a blowtoad in there. And, and, and when I would go through those things in there, it, it would be square, and then it would be kind of round the way they, they built it. I know I'm not doing a good job. Everybody working the shipyard go, I know what you're talking about. And you'd have this little round area that's square. Well, when I got in that little round area, I was getting scared. I was getting a little nervous. Now, I'm not, I don't mind no, no, no darkness and things like that. But when I can't breathe, I don't like that. I didn't like that. And I finally got back out. And my boss came by and said, hey, man, why aren't you in that hole? I said, I ain't getting back in the hole. He said, well, I said, man, when I was in there, I heard the ventilators cut off on the boat. That means no airflow, right? No airflow. So I'm thinking, no airflow. And I'm thinking, you know what? I know I got a big nose, but it ain't going to last for that long. I got it. I got I was sucking in like this. I'm trying to get back out. And finally, one of my buddies heard me screaming like a little schoolgirl and grabbed my ankle. Thank the Lord. Pulled me out. I didn't care that he was dragging me and hitting my head or anything. He said, what's wrong? I said, I, I can't breathe. He said, what are you talking about? I said, man, I can't breathe. And he said, oh. So the boss comes up. And I never get that. He said, man, come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. You a big guy. You a tough guy. What's in there in the night that ain't in there in the day? I said, me? <laughs> I ain't getting back in. So you can give me another job, or I'm going to say, unemployment line, here I go. That was about it for me. And I'm like, whoo. And I was in there another time, and I was working with a guy. And uh, he was painting, painting, painting. He would sing a song every night, man. Sing a song all the time. And I said, hey, uh, Mr. Hunter, how long have you been here? He said, 27 years. I said, I'm getting out of this place. <laughs> you know, they're going to try to choke me out and everything. Else. That's what I thought. See, that was my perspective. Man. That was my perspective. I'm not knocking any good, honest living. That wasn't for me. So I had to make a difference in all that right there. I had to make a break for it. That experience, having that job, has helped me keep this job. What do you mean? You ever had a job and you said, I don't like that no more. I think I ain't going back to the shipyard. <laughs> just, anyway, whatever that job is, it was just, it was tough for me. Like I said, a lot of people have done great there and like that. But like I said, me being hyper in those little tanks was not going to be a good fit. So even though it was a tough thing and it scared me and I was not comfortable with it or anything else, God used that to show me, you know what? There's a lot of different ways out there. There's a lot of different things that people do to make a living. You know, you count your blessings, all these things. So like I say, I thank Lord that, that, that people that can do that, that's not my thing. But I tell you what, I'm glad that God opened up another door. But but here's the thing. I couldn't quit. I was there and I was like, I want to go home, I want to go home. When I got home, my wife said, don't you quit. I said, okay, I got to go home, I got to go home. You find you another job. I was like, oh my goodness. But you know what, the Lord opened up a door to start a whole other career, career, career for me. And that was pretty amazing. And I had no idea how God was going to make that count. I'll tell you all that story to tell you this. No matter where you're at, no matter your situation, you look around, whether it's pleasant or not, 
God can use that for good, just like we've been talking. God can use that. And usually we end up in those situations a little bit longer, a little bit tighter than we like. But I'm going to tell you what, when you come out the other side, it sure feels good, doesn't it? Man, and you really appreciate the blessing that God's given you. Amen? When we start seeing what's, at, what's going on there, um, it's pretty amazing. So with all that being said, sharing the message through your daily walk. I probably wasn't sharing a very good message at that point. But I wasn't pouring in my life either. Over the years, I've continued to try to pour in. And I pray as I go through things in my life now that maybe, just maybe, by the grace of God, I will respond a little bit better. How about you? But if you don't fill up, you're not going to have anything to pour out. So I pray that we fill up and making a difference and making it count. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. There we go. Well, what else we got? Keeping it real. I was just keeping it real with a little bit of the work background here. I said, so how do we keep it real? How do we take it from the church to our home, to the workplace, to the street, and around the world? How do we do that? Following the steps of Jesus. Following the footprints of Jesus. I encourage us this week, if you get a chance, read the book of John. Look through that. And, and look at the life of Christ. How did Jesus live as he walked upon the earth? Think about it. Jesus stayed in tune with the Father. He never did nothing that the Lord, that the God did his heavenly Father. He always did what his Father told him. He was always, I only do what my father does. And that's something. Wouldn't we be better off if we only did what our father does? Man, oh man, we got a little preaching to do on this slide. Come on now. He was always seeking the father's will. He was in tune. His life was in harmony with his father. He was always in line, in tune. You're always thinking about a tuning fork or when we tune the, the, the instruments. This morning, you know, with the temperature change, it was kind of tough making sure everything sounded good. I was in tune, Thomas was doing something, then my guitar was kind of going out, and we play a song, and it was like, oh, what's going on? And so we'd have to re-go go through it and everything and align ourselves with the true tuning, the true north. The Bible is our tuning fork, man. Looking to Jesus is, is what we need to do. So let's keep on on this. I said this here. His desire, he desired to please his Father. Now I think everybody desires to please their Heavenly Father. Amen? We do. I think that's our desire. But I'll tell you what. I, I'm going to read this what I wrote here. I said if you take a minute and review your life, would it be one that chose to please God or yourself? And I wrote this. I know if my life was presented on a pie chart, graph, and things like that, there would be days that my selfishness would surely outweigh uh, my willingness to please my Heavenly Father. That's just the truth. If it was all on a graph, I'd, I'd be like, man. But the good news is this. I thought I was going to get struck by lightning. The good news is this. <laughs> the good news is this. That His grace and mercy is fresh every day. When I do these messages, it's to move us to the center line. It's not to beat us up. It's not to, to point the finger. It's to encourage us to evaluate our walk with the Lord and then make a difference. Make that difference today. That's keeping it real, doing what we can do right there. Let's take a look at this. So how do we do that? We need to receive his forgiveness in order to truly forgive others. I'll tell you what, I talk to a lot of folks during the week, and I can tell you that forgiveness is a, is a tool. Unforgiveness is the tool of the devil. He will use that there to put a wedge in between you and your spouse and your friends, your co-worker, in between you and the mirror. Y'all heard that, didn't you? 
between you and the guy in the mirror. He really will. I thought about that so much. I said, it's, you know, when we look at this, I said, but when we do receive his forgiveness, it's free. It's just like, oh. It sets our heart in the mode of gratefulness and compassion towards others. You ever see somebody with a compassionate heart? You don't have to look for them. You don't have to say, well, I wonder what's going on. You'll, you'll notice it in their walk. I thought about this last night, and I know that we went to Walmart. They already got the Christmas trees out. Things, Time is moving fast, isn't it? I mean, it's moving fast. And I thought about this thing. Sometimes when I'm driving, I don't know about you, I'm watching where I'm going, but my mind's thinking about a lot of different things. And I was thinking about when I was little, even when I was real little, kids pick up on stuff. Now, my dad was one of these guys that would, would always have the change purse. You're always hoping he didn't pull it out, kind of embarrassed. That little change purse, your granddad might have all the change in there. But every time we went by a Salvation Army thing, my dad would come out there and he would dump that thing in there. Maybe put a buck or two in there and keep on going. I didn't think about it most times. And time would go by every single time. I said, hey, why do you, why, why do, you do that? He said, son, when I was little, I was about five years old, our house burnt to the ground. I had, he called them galluses. He had his bib overalls and a frying pan. He said, that's all we had. He said, those folks fed me. Those folks provided for our family. Never forgot that. You know? So that's that compassion. When you see somebody reach out to you, how do you respond? Do you remember that? Do you pass it on? Or do you say, well, I got mine, I'm going to keep going? All those years, all the, from 5 to 80, always on his mind. Now, you know what? He would do his, He didn't say, look what I'm doing. He just did the same thing, kept going. You know, the Lord tells us, just, just, you know, don't let your left hand know what the other one's doing, you know? Keep on rolling with that. Keeping it real. You know, when we look at stuff and we go through some tough times, God has a way to bring things to our remembrance. Amen? Not to lord it over us. Not to beat us down with it. But I know sometimes in my life, I respond totally different when I went through something and come out the other side than if I haven't. If you've ever been without money and then you come back and you're, you're back in the game, you will appreciate the money. If you've been through a tough time and you open your cupboard and it goes, hello, 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 and then you open your cupboard and there's a lot of stuff in there. I tell you, last night, it was something else. I opened our refrigerator and we had a lot of food in there. I mean, we got stretch marks on our daggone refrigerator. That thing, I mean, she's full. And then we go out to eat. <laughs> I have no idea. But we do. But that's our, that's our hobby. And I'm looking, and I'm sitting there in front of there. See, I know they're thinking, he just wants to know what he, what's he going to eat? He's looking for something sweet. I was sitting there thinking, Lord, thank you that we have fun. Lord, thank you that, you know what, this refrigerator's full. Because you know what, there's been times in my life that I had a refrigerator with a lonely light bulb. How about you? It was brief, and I'm glad, and I never missed a meal, but I'm going to tell you what, when I open that thing up now, I say, oh, Lord, thank you. So when I see somebody going down the road and they might not have something, I start thinking about that. That's keeping it real, keeping it, you know, keeping things in check when you go through some stuff. How many know this? If somebody that's going through something, maybe they've lost a loved one, and, and maybe you hadn't lost a loved one at this time, and you think, man, they still, you know, come on, I mean, life happens, everything else. But then once somebody you know, or somebody in your family, Oh gosh. I had a friend of mine. And he was always a compassionate guy. And his wife woke up one morning and had an aneurysm. Gone. 
This lady was amazing. It's one of the, she was one of these ladies that could do anything. She made bowling shirts for us. Cakes, this stuff, everything else. Upholster a seat on a car. I mean, she could just do whatever, you know? And and I got the call, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And uh, she did pass. And I remember ministering to my buddy. And he told me this. He said, I never knew I could hurt that bad. I never knew how precious life was till hers was gone. He said, he told me, he said, I have said, he'd been all over the world, been through the military, everything. He said, I've been on the other side of the He said, but today, I, I never knew until today. Let me tell you what. When other things would happen, guess who was there? That guy's there. Because he knew how bad that hurt. And he knew that, you know what? I can't change it, but you know what? I can listen to you. I can cry with you. I can help you in different ways and things like that. And I can tell you, you know what? You're going to get through this. It's going to come through the other side. But I tell you, the whole reason I'm, I'm talking about this thing is because a lot of times we give these little answers. Oh, whatever. Well, you know what? You're whatever might be somebody else's real big deal. And I tell you what, you're whatever one day is going to turn into a big deal. So you know what? Making things count makes all the difference. Are you studying the Word? Are you spending time in the Word? Are you looking at keeping things real? How do we keep it real? You know what? We follow the footsteps of Jesus. Take a look at this. We need to display the Lord to others. How well do we, we display the Word or the Lord to others? The truth of the matter, someday, real good. Someday is not so good. Amen? That's just the truth of it. I said, so here's the question. When people see your life, do they see a good picture of your Heavenly Father? That's a good question. I know for me, there are times I need to adjust my lens to reflect Him better. I need to reflect Him better. I said, this is not a message, like I said earlier, to beat us up, but it's to encourage us and to motivate us and to lift us up to be the best mirror of Christ we can be. And today is the day to make it count. I said, I don't know how many more sermons. I start to say this here. Last night when I was right, I said, I'm going to just read what I wrote. I said, I don't know how many more sermons I'll get to preach. How many more times I'll get to hug my kids, kiss my wife, laugh with my friends, you know, or tell somebody about Jesus. But today, I'm going to make a difference. About that. So today, if you don't take anything else away from that, you don't know when you're going to draw your last breath. There's some good news in this, though. You do know from God's word when you call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, when you step out of this, you step into the glory of God. You step into the fullness of what God has for us in the presence of God. But also, on the flip side of that, what happens to those who don't know Jesus? It's not good. There's a place called hell, and that's where they will spend eternity. That's why we preach the word so hard, over and over place to place, wherever we can go, using every tool that we can imagine to share the gospel with people. Motorcycles, you know, anything, anything you can do. Music. Sometimes it's a smile. Sometimes it's a prayer. Sometimes it's something else. i got to tell this, and I know I shouldn't, and I'm going to get in trouble with this. Yesterday, we were walking out of the car going to Walmart, and I'm sure that I did something I wasn't supposed to do because my wife was telling me about it. 
And I was walking, and that's, I'm sure it was my fault because I was not listening. She's a lot of time. And I did this stupid thing. This guy was walking. And I go, does your wife yell at you like this in the parking lot? And he goes, I don't know. I don't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, that's really making it count, isn't it? That guy looked like he was terrified, and then he's just went. I was like, okay, man, we are. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about. It wasn't no big deal. But I just saw this guy. I was like, help me. I'm on the roads, you know. And I was, I was kind of playing. But, man, you want to saw that guy. Does your wife yell at you like this in the middle of the parking lot? He just grabbed this stuff. He's like, I don't know. He was looking for his car keys, right? And I said, man, I'm sorry. I said, I couldn't resist. I love having fun, though, you know. And usually it's at my expense, you know. And, and I thought about that. <laughs> I was keeping it real. <laughs> but, but it probably wasn't making it count. So if you can blend them together, man, it makes all the difference. A lot of times we don't always display the Lord well to others. But I'm going to tell you what. God's grace is amazing. And you get a fresh start today. So let's turn around and make it count today. Are we ready to keep going on? Pressing on. Let's do it. Everybody doing good so far? Love this verse. Philippians 3.14. Ready? It says, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Friends, the race is on. The race is on, man. You know, like I said, when I went to, to uh, Walmart, I was like, they got Christmas stuff out here already. Man, I still got to get my pool cover on. I'm behind, man. I got to get going. Time is rolling by so fast, man. And I said, man, we are closer to the finish line than we like to admit sometimes, you know? Really are. I could tell I can't believe that I'm 50 years old sometimes. I'm thinking about my bicycle. I'm thinking about my BB gun. I'm thinking about all that stuff. But I got this crazy reminder, it's called your body, that will let you know you can't do that anymore. You cannot do that anymore. And, you know, it just starts ringing out, man, you know. And so I start thinking that time goes by so fast. I need to make a difference. Do we have an urgency with that, man? We got to keep the urgency. I think that's one of the things. You know something? The, the tough part, there's, there's, there's tough things about being a pastor, you know? One of them is doing funerals, you know? The good thing about that is if you know that they know the Lord, that's one thing. If they don't know the Lord, that's really troubling. But you also have an opportunity to tell other people things about Christ. So we try to make the most of, of all that. But I said, you know, keeping, keeping that uh, urgency, when I see somebody so young gone, who am I? Who am I? You know? When, when you see, you know, you're really only one breath away. We wrote a song about it years ago. One breath away. You know, take a deep breath. Tell me what you believe. Because, you know, you're always thinking about, man, I, well, when I retire, who do you say you're going to retire? You know? Hey, well, you know, when I get to this point in my life, you know, you get on the graph, and when I get to, when I get to right there, man, I'm really going to start living. I don't want to live like this. You know what I mean? You better start living today. You better start preparing today. You better start enjoying today. Start telling people you love them today. Praising the Lord today. Reading the word today. Today is an important day. You ever woke up in the morning and go, oh man, I got some. How about if we woke up in the morning and said, man, today is the day. The day for what? For everything. Today to live. To tell somebody you love them. To laugh a little bit. To joke a little bit. To have a little fun. To turn around and pray for somebody. To visit a hospital. To go by a nursing home. To tell your brother that, you know, that you're sorry for taking his gumball machine when he was in third grade. Whatever it is. See, and you let me I laugh about that. But it's the things that you don't let go that will drag you down today. Amen? That's a good word right there. The things that you don't let go of, man, you just keep dragging it behind you. 
You're dragging it behind you, man, yeah. I know but, I know but. Over and over and over. Man, we gotta let it go. A very wise man told me something this morning, and I wonder if he would share that today. Can you tell me what you told me, Gene? You were talking about it, and they go, uh, I don't know, what did I say? You said, go ahead. Pray, praise, what did you say? Complain less, pray more. There you go. Look, if he was preaching, we could have been at the buffet by now. Yeah, man, that's good stuff. That's a good word. If, if, yeah, yeah. He said, complain less and praise more. I can't top that one, brother. That's good. But isn't that the truth? Boy, we complain. I wonder if you if you took a complain meter with you and just had it, you know, here it is, and you had that and you played it back at the end of the day when it would register. Anybody in here complain from time to time? I can do that. But I'll tell you what I got. I got some friends that let me know to shut up. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. Man, we can just complain. We just we find that little thing and we find that little thing and we find that little thing. That seems a big thing. You know? And we forget about all the other blessings that the Lord woke you up today. That you got a place to stay. That you got a meal. That you're going on, that the storm has curved off to the side, amen? That's a big thing. We think about it now, it's amazing. We go, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, I know I won't do nothing. No, no, you didn't. You know? Man, you never know. Things can change in just a little bit. That one phone call can change everything. But I'm going to tell you what. One decision can also change everything. Have you made a decision for Jesus Christ? One decision can set you at the throne room of grace for eternity. Call on the name of Jesus. We try to make it hard, but I'm going to tell you what. That's why we keep the urgency. We need to keep an eternal perspective. That's what I'm talking about today. Do we really think about how our life will impact others for the long haul? I don't know. I think that's one, one, I think that's one of the things that keeps me going is when I look back and I see the people that have gone before me and before us to make a difference. When you get that Bible in your hand, do you know how many people died so you can have that Bible in your hand? Think about that. I'm not talking just, just way back. There's people today, Tim was talking about it uh, last time when we were praying about uh, folks that are being persecuted and killed for because they say the name of Jesus. Man, so that you and I can have that Bible in our hands. And you know what many times we do? Put it on the coffee table, keep it closed. Set it beside the bed, don't open it. That's the living word of God, and it costs people something. See, that's why when, when I look at a flag, I don't just see a piece of material. I see men and women that gave their everything so we can have the freedom, so that we can preach like this, so that we can do and come and go. That means something to me. Those, those folks that went in, in the past that were pressing on, pressing in, that gave everything just so you and I can have a little bit better. What am I doing to make it a little bit better for those behind me? Not just my kids, but for others. See, it's bigger than just your little square, your little, you know, little dot on the, on the map. You know, it, it, it's amazing how God can use something that seems so small to do something so big. Isn't that something? I mean, what is it? You know, a couple of two-by-fours and some nails and a perfect Savior changed everything. You know? Everything. What did they say? What could, what could possibly good come from? I don't know. Nazarene part of town. 
Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? Oh, you're living because one the heart could come good out of there. We got some good seafood. <laughs> right? Got some pretty girls. Got some nice guys here, right? All types of stuff like that. I hope they say, you know what? We're going to come out and keep the promise. They're going to point people to Jesus. They're going to love people where they are. Nope, they're not perfect. But they're going to keep pressing on. They're going to keep the urgency. And they're going to keep an eternal perspective. And you know what? Today is the day to prepare. How have you prepared your heart for today? How have you prepared? You know, I, you know. sometimes we just need to count our blessings and look at what we got. I want to make things count for eternity, and I know you do too. So here's the question. Have you personally asked the Lord into your life? That's where it starts. Because there's no need for me to run out here and just say, hey, you know what? God loves you. Everything's good. Y'all have a great day. Let me know if you need something. See you later. And I'll tell you about Jesus. You know? Isn't that something? How in the world would we... That's not making disciples. That's not following through with God's great commission. We need to tell people about Jesus. We need to let them know that he is the way, the truth, the life. And as a reminder, we need to go back to this right here. Let's look at it again. How about we read that together? One, two, three, let's read. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor appears for a little while and then Man, what do you think about that? So what is it that God's calling you to do today? Maybe it's not for anybody else. Maybe let's start at home base. What is God calling you to do in your life today? Is it receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Is it to forgive somebody? Is it to turn from things and turn back to God? I don't know. But I pray that, that we look at with our life being just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes. We need to make those decisions today. We need to make them difference today. I said, you know, that, that's about keeping it real right there. We need Jesus. We need to share him with the world. We need to get back in the race and press on together. So, you know, as we sit here today and we look at this message talking about making it count, every one of y'all have a special gift. Every one. And you know what the, the great thing about being a pastor, I get to talk to you guys and I get to see this a lot of times. I don't even think you guys see how much of a blessing you are many times. You know what? Just a handshake and a hug. Hey, man, how you been doing? What's going on? How's your mom? What's going on? Well, hey, whatever. That means so when somebody takes a little bit of time to invest in you, doesn't that make all the difference? You can have a rough day and everything else, man, and you can come home and you think somebody wouldn't even make a difference. My little three-legged dog, I love to see her when I get home. Boom, right there. Dad's home. You know? And I thought, if I was that obedient or that, uh, if, if I expressed that to the people I love that much, just simple. See, even your dog can teach you something. Happy to see you. Glad you're here. Right? And you know what? Many times you'll walk right by everything else. You know, oh, it's just the dog. Right? Well, then next it's just the person. And next it's just your wife. Then the next it's just your kids. I pray that God takes our heart today. And just hones it in, first on the things of God, but then on the things that God has given us, the blessings that God has given us. The biggest blessing that God has given all of us is the Son of Jesus Christ. So today, I pray that you know what? That we make it count and we call on the name of Jesus. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much that you made it count. 
You did what needed to be done for all of us to come safely home to you because you made a way, the only way. You said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. We hear that and we keep on walking. We walk right on by. But I pray today that we harness our hearts for just a second and say, Lord, what is it that you have for me today? If you're here today and you've never called on the name of Jesus, I pray that today, Lord, make this message clear for the hearts of those that are still struggling, Lord. I pray today is the day that they call on your name. And if that's you today, just look up here right now. I'm going to show you and tell you from God's word how you do that. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, Jesus Christ from the dead, that you will be saved. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that Jesus Christ came and paid your sin debt in full so that you can have an amazing life? Not just when we leave this place, but today. Do you believe that, you know what? That your sins are totally forgiven. I want you to hear that today. This is for, for all of us, but I know somebody's struggling with this. Today, all your sin, when you called on the name of Jesus, every one of your sins, past, present, future, has been purged, paid for. You are declared not guilty. How does it make you feel? That's something to praise the Lord about. Father God, I pray for each one of us as we go through the storms of life, not just the physical storms that we see today with the weather, but the storms of life that we have of disappointment setbacks, bumps and bruises. When we buy the lie of the enemy and we walk way too far out, when we're in the deepest part of that sin-filled world, I pray that we know that we're just one word away from being Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap, and we're going to praise the Lord today. Absolutely.